Hello everyone and welcome to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andy Bentley and the Forge is an area for me to talk about magic, commander, and anything else as I try and survive the hellscape that is my mind. Now, the most I'm going to talk about in the next few weeks is the Guardian Project Patron League that I'm participating in. And I'll get to other stuff throughout the weeks. But I've also kind of been ignoring Twitter and most of the discourse online for, I don't know, a couple of months now. So, I just want to start off this episode by talking about my uh, league deck, what I did. We played our game last night. And I'm really happy with the direction it's going in, and I would like to uh, just kind of go over what was changed from the last week going into the next week. So, for week three, we have a total of $60 for our budget that we can add to a pre-con. I am playing the Necron Dynasties pre-con, and I was going through the prices, because they do fluctuate week to week, and seeing if I had to cut some stuff from the budget so I'd have it freed up for other stuff, which I ended up having to do. So I just want to go into that for a little bit. So the first thing I had to cut budget-wise was Cabal Stronghold. Uh, not a bad card, just I would prefer to do other things than have additional mana. I just don't really have an outlet for it right now. And that frees up uh, $5.88 from my budget. Uh, I did end up cutting... Two cards that were originally in the deck, the War in Heaven and Sculpting Steel. And then cards that I had added from my budget that don't really impact the budget that much were things like Slagstone Refinery, which came in at 14 cents, Return to Action, which was 4, Chief of the Foundry was 11, uh, Kesket the Flesh Sculptor was 8, and then the Stone Retrieval Unit was 2. I ended up swapping the Cabal Stronghold back into one of the swamps I originally pulled, so that doesn't impact the budget at all. No, uh, instead what I really wanted to add this week were sack outlets. Mainly three sack outlets. The first one being Ashnot's Altar. So, uh, it's three generic for an artifact, sack a creature, add two colors to your mana pool, it comes in at $5.93. The next one is Altar of Dementia, which is two generic mana for an artifact, sack a creature, target player mills cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power. Uh, that one comes in at $4.52. And then Arcbound Ravager, two generic for a 0, zero artifact creature beast. Sacrifice an artifact, put a plus one plus one counter on Arcbound Ravager, and it has modular one, meaning it 
comes with a puzzle puzzle counter on it. And when it dies, you can put its counters on another target artifact creature. That one comes in at $9.93. So those are the three I wanted to get in, and that's what impacted the budget the most. So I, uh, yeah, I just ended up having to change up some stuff. So with what I did cut and what I want to add, it did give me a little more room to get some things in there that are going to help the deck do what it wants to do. The first one being Agent of the Shadow Thieves. One in a black for a background enchantment. Commander creatures you own have whenever this creature attacks a player. If no opponent has more life than that player, put a plus one plus one counter on the creature. It gains that touch and indestructible till end of turn. So my commander's ability is an attack trigger. Sure, it's a beefy 4-4, but I don't always want to uh, sacrifice my commander just to get something out of my yard. And now that we do have more uh, sacrifice outlets and recursion effects, I did want to get something like my Micasynth Wellspring in there. It's two mana for an artifact. When it enters the battlefield or is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, search your library for a basic land card, put it into your hand, and then shuffle. Uh, that one comes in at a whole whopping 10 cents. Then we have the uh, Transmigrant Altar. Uh, three mana for an artifact. You can pay a black and tap it to sacrifice a creature to add three colorless mana. Or you can pay two and tap it and sacrifice a creature to create a 3-3 colorless zombie artifact creature token. Activate only as a sorcery. Uh, that one comes in at six cents. And then the last addition for this week is Traxos Scourge of Krug. It is a four mana 7-7 seven, seven construct. It has trample. It enters the battlefield tapped and doesn't untap during your untap step. Whenever you cast a historic spell, untap Traxos. So, fun point of order with Traxos and our commander. Because the way our commander reads is... Whenever Anraker the Traveler attacks, you may cast an artifact spell from your hand or graveyard by paying life equal to the mana cost rather than paying its mana cost. If you attack with Anraker and Traxos, this essentially gives your Traxos pseudo-vigilance. So that's kind of why I ended up pulling it for this deck. That and the fact that uh, it's only sitting at about 18 cents. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going into the deck, what came out of the deck. And... Uh, Next week we get $40 to play with, so we'll see how it does. When I come back, I'll get into the game that I played and kind of go through some of my highlights from it. But until then, I'll be right back. I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Patreon. I know times are hard for everybody, and I know... It isn't easy to shuffle around bills and stuff. Believe me, I know that. But 
If you would like to help support the podcast, you can find the links to my Patreon in my link tree, which is always put into the description of either the video or the audio, wherever you're listening to it. It would really mean the world to me. Honestly, I'm just struggling to make ends meet most weeks, but that's it. That's all. If you want to help, the links will be where you can find them. And we're back. Now, our game for the Patron League was between myself, uh, Andy Flory, Coyle, and Lynn. All from our Discord. Uh, turn order was Coyle, Andy Flory, me, and then Lynn. Uh, Coyle was playing Brutaclad Telcor Engineer, which was the Sahili Precon alternate commander. Uh, Andy Flory is playing uh, Faldorn, the Dreadwolf Herald Precon, and then Lynn was playing the Henzi Toolbox Tori Precon. I can equate my win, and yes, I, I did win. Mostly to the combination of uh, Marionette Master, uh, which is 4 black black, for a 1-3 human artificer with Fabricate 3. And then whenever an artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, an opponent loses life equal to Marionette Master's power. It is currently the only non-artifact creature in my deck, but I ended up doing... Uh, let's see, so I believe I ended up doing 24 damage with it, uh, through the combination of the MVP so far in the deck, which is Junk Diver, uh, three mana, one, one bird flying. When it dies, return another artifact creature from your graveyard to your hand and automated, automated Artificer, which is a 2-mana, 1-3 Artificer. Taps at a colorless, spend this mana only to activate an ability or cast an artifact spell. And, yeah, so that was kind of the loop to get most of the work done. That's how I ended up taking out uh, Coil... And Andy. Uh, Coil I did end up, like, swinging at with a creature to finish off, but I put him at 8 through the Marionette Master. But, uh, yeah, talking about what, uh, what the deck really ended up doing that kind of solidified an early lead was the turn one soul ring into patchwork automaton now we all know what soul ring is but patchwork automaton is a two mana one one construct with ward two and whenever you cast an artifact spell put a plus one plus one counter on patchwork automaton uh through the the next couple of turns i ended up getting like a fall war stone and just kind of accruing the value with the automated artificer junk diver and my commander so that whenever anybody attacked me i could just block with the 
artificer, it would die. Anyone else attacks with me, I block with the junk diver, get the artificer back to hand. On my turn, I play the artificer, putting a counter on the patchwork automaton. I attack with my commander, paying the three life to get the junk diver back, and rinse and repeat. Now, eventually, I got out a mirror works, which is a five mana artifact, but whenever you. Whenever another non-token artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you can pay two. If you do, you make a copy of it. So, through that loop again, I ended up with, you know, two junk divers. Two automated artificers. Eventually, somebody dealt with the patchwork automaton, and I ended up getting it back and having two to end the game with. And then, the best card draw... In the deck, I went from uh, having basically nothing in hand to a full grip in the matter of two turns. I think there was one turn where I actually ended up drawing seven or eight cards. And that's uh, Canoptic Spider. It's a five mana, four, four spider. It has flying for some reason. But whenever another non-token artifact creature or a vehicle, I just about if it under your control, draw a card. Yeah, so we ended up getting Coil and Andy out relatively early. I think it was by like turn seven. And then I just kind of started chipping away at Lynn because she kind of flooded out a little bit. And I, uh, I just had a lot of stuff that she would have had to deal with. And yeah, so that's how uh, that's how the game went. And next week we'll see how it goes with the new additions. Now I do want to end this week talking about how I've utilized my budget uh, because some people went with more. This one card is very good, and I want to add it. And I went with more critical mass of this is what I need to make the deck work. So where somebody might say, yeah, I really want this $10 card. I've kind of had to stretch the budget in ways to say, okay, yeah, I want this $10 card. But to play this $10 card, I'll have to cut something else. So, where do I have to make concessions to say, yes, this $10 card is good enough to warrant cutting a $5 card? But the thing is, I also have, you know, 18 cent cards that just fit with what I want to do. And so, that's kind of kept me from going for a lot of the, like, big ticket artifact spells like, I would love to put a Kirk Clan Ironworks in here, but Kirk Clan Ironworks is a $44 card. That is severely out of budget. Even for the next week when we add $40 in value, I would have to compensate by cutting other stuff. So, that's just kind of how I've been tackling the budget. And by the end, I'm guessing I'm going to have the precon that has changed the most. Uh, I will do something and I'll ask the uh, 
the uh, others for deck lists so I can like compare and contrast. But yeah, I think that's where I'm going to call it. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. All of my links can be found in my link tree in the description below. I would like to thank Ian Foss and Cody Mulpey of the band The Crypt for allowing me to use music for my opening and ending, along with Nate and Erica Jacobs for making my original logo. And I would also like to thank Christina McNichol for creating my new logo. And I'll see you next time.